0: Bills Mafia, what is up? And welcome into another edition of the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. My name is Charlie Gross. I am your host. We are, of course, of course, a member of the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. And yes, I took a two-week hiatus from doing this, but I am back, ready to talk to you about the Pro Bowl, about the Bills-New England Patriots game, uh, a little bit about the Bills-Falcons, but before we get into that, We cannot go any farther until we talk about the unfortunate and sad news that yesterday John Madden passed away age 85, Uh, certainly a legend in the NFL. He coached the Oakland Raiders. He was a broadcaster for a very long time, obviously lending his name to the EA Sports football franchise and calling it Madden really made a difference, I think, for, for that franchise, but most people will obviously remember him for his broadcasting uh, more than anything, I think. And to be fair, I think a lot of Bills fans who are my age had, had a little bit of of a bone to pick with uh, John Madden. He seemed to call every Cowboys game, every San Francisco 49ers game, every Green Bay game. And I think he only called a, a handful of Bills games that weren't in the Super Bowl. And at the time, obviously, people were a little upset um, <clears throat> that they felt like the Bills weren't exactly getting the recognition from John Madden that uh, many people thought they deserved. But nonetheless, that doesn't, um, you know, sully what he did in his career, how much he meant to the game of football. Obviously, myself, as well as anyone, I'm sure, who works for Built in Buffalo, our condolences go out to the, the Madden family and, and his, his kids and his grandkids and, and all the people who are, who are missing him the most. Um, So with that said, let's get a little bit into the Pro Bowl real quickly. I know a lot of people are upset that only Deion Dawkins and Stephon Diggs made the Pro Bowl. And I have kind of mixed feelings about this because in and of itself, I don't really care. I think that the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. And I know that I've heard some people say, well, Josh Allen's a pretty popular guy. How come he didn't make it? I don't know. I I don't know. Lamar Jackson made it, and Lamar Jackson's um, statistics this year are not anywhere close to Josh Allen's. Josh Allen is obviously one of the three best quarterbacks in the AFC this year, for sure. Um, certainly, probably top three or top four in the league this year. I don't know why he made it. I don't know. I know fans vote. I know coaches vote. I know players vote. I don't know how those votes get tabulated. I don't know how players and coaches vote. Is it based on traits? Is it based on yearly stats? Who really knows? But Josh Allen uh, obviously should have been in the Pro Bowl. Um, The other ones, the big names that aren't in there are Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Not really sure how those two guys don't make it either, given the fact that they're, I believe, leading the safety position with five interceptions apiece. They've been fantastic. But like I said, it's a popularity contest. Um, You know, people are going to vote for... For their the people on their team, then they're gonna vote for names that they've heard of, and I don't know how many you know football fans in in Houston and Green Bay. Well, not Green Bay. Micah Hyde played there, but you get what I'm saying. Atlanta, they're just gonna vote for the names that they that they are familiar with. I think that's how you get guys in the Pro Bowl sometimes who who don't really deserve it, um, but because they've been in there before, they just happen to be in there, and that's just what happens. And like I said, it's really just a popularity contest. I don't think there's much reason to be upset, really, except for except for Josh Allen. Um, I didn't see any other names. The problem is, is I didn't see any names on the list that I really thought shouldn't be on the team. So if you, I agree that that Hyde and Poyer probably should have made it, but who are you taking off? I guess is my question because the other players that are on the team are really good too. So I'm not sure really what to do with that, and I know that it, you know it it affects the fifth-year option on rookie contracts. Players use it as, as a negotiating tool in negotiations, obviously. Hey, look, I made the Pro Bowl. Give me more money. But I think that the one thing, and hopefully this will, will ring true, is that I think that Jordan Poyer will uh, be an All-Pro, which is a higher honor and, honestly, much more important than the Pro Bowl. Obviously, players want to get recognized, but I feel like getting recognized as an All-Pro is much more prestigious than than getting recognized as um, Pro Bowl. And as far as the All-Pro voting, if I'm not mistaken, the All-Pro voting is done by sort of a combination of people. I don't think it's just media. I think there are some former coaches involved. I know, if I'm not mistaken, it's the AP, so I know a lot of the AP writers are involved. And <laughs> you can certainly um, look that up on you know the Internet, on Wikipedia, I'm sure, has an article on who does the voting. So we'll see. I mean that'll come out um you know, I don't know, maybe the sometime during the playoffs I think is is the release date for the for the all-pro team. But let's get into what we really want to talk about today. Uh the Buffalo Bills defeated the New England Patriots 33 to 21 in Gillette Stadium. Uh I a lot of people have been saying that the Bills dominated that game and and they went out there and they they spanked the Patriots and I don't know if I quite agree with that. I think the team played okay. I don't think the team played great. You know, the defense led up three 75-yard touchdown drives. There were a lot of mistakes, especially in the first half with drop passes. Uh, Sanders dropped a touchdown. Kumaro dropped a touchdown. I think there were two or three other passes that were dropped, Um PFF has the, the Bills only having three drops, but I feel like there were really more more than that. I guess it just depends on your, your point of view. But certainly at least three that kind of kept this game close. But <clears throat> I know a lot of people are going to be going over all the intricacies. Isaiah McKenzie had a great game of uh, you know the defense, the offense, who did well, who did poorly, that kind of thing. But I'm here to really talk about one thing really. And, and I guess by by connection, one other thing, and that is, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to the offensive line. You know, it started as, as one configuration of five players. Eichbacher gets hurt, and they basically, everybody switched positions. <laughs> like four, four guys switched positions. It was probably the offensive line's uh, best game of the year, certainly against a defensive line and a defense where I thought they would struggle. So I want to give a shout-out to that, to them. Uh, good job by them. But what I'm really here to talk about is is that I believe that this was Josh Allen's best game as a NFL football player. And I know if you look at his stats, uh, I believe his his completion percentage was around 70 or even a little lower than that. Uh, we had him on our competitive completion percentage at 76.7. And if you look at his yards, it's what 314 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, no turnovers, sixty four yards rushing. And I know you're probably saying, well, statistically speaking, that certainly isn't his best game. And I would agree that statistically is not his best game. What I'm talking about is there's throughout the course of Josh Allen's career, there's always been some sort of deficiency or thing that that we'd all like him to to work on, and certainly that I've mentioned. You know, it started out with just being be more accurate and he was more accurate in the intermediate area and that's something he did really good on. And then it was okay, well we need you to to process better, get better ball security, and we also want you to work on the deep ball. So he did that. And then it became a thing of, well, we need you to take the check down, we need you to make better decisions, uh, we need you to hold yourself in when you need to hold yourself in, and then we need you to let yourself out when we need to we need you to let yourself out. And I think that Josh Allen has really struggled with that up until now. And so what I'm saying is is I feel like Sunday's game was a game where he did all of those things exactly the way you want him to do those things every game. He took profits, he, he took the check down when necessary. If the play wasn't there he just threw the ball away he, he didn't try to make a play he didn't try to do anything crazy he ran when he needed to ran I think he made some incredible throws you can see him I know we all watched the game but if you want to see him again it's all over Twitter so just some of the you know kind of falling backwards while rolling to rolling to his left which is always a tough throw for a right-handed quarterback I think that when he needed to attack and be aggressive and and be the the hey like like his strong arm and his athletic ability, like kind of make him like a, a closer in baseball, if you're familiar with that. Like, we're going along, playing the game back and forth. And then it's like, okay, well, now it's time for me to do what I need to do and put this game away. And that's what he did. And I think at the end of the game, uh, you know, Josh Allen was very animated with his teammates. And he said something like, like, they forgot who the fuck I am. And, and that's, and I think that that's true. Like, I feel like his abilities give him the ability to do what he did shut the door on a team, take the game over uh, the thing I think we've all wanted to see is that I don't know if he can keep that up he can sustain that for a whole game so he has to play under control, pick his spots and that's what he did and that's what I was really encouraged about. Uh, if you're a classical musical fan you can say that maybe Josh Allen uh, himself was a was a great symphony on Sunday, and I, if he can continue to do what he did on Sunday in terms of controlling himself, playing within himself, playing within the game, and then taking over games when necessary and, and, and you know being that sort of Superman persona when necessary, then he's going to have a long career here in Buffalo. I think Buffalo will eventually win a Super Bowl, and I think obviously Josh Allen at some point will be a Hall of Famer. So when I say that he played a complete game and his best game, I know it statistically doesn't seem that way. But if you evaluate him on all the things that, that he's good at and that we wanted him to improve at, I feel like he reached his ceiling in all those areas today. Well, not today, Sunday, but you know what I mean. So we'll see if he can continue that. The next step for him is to do that on as a consistent a basis as possible. I don't know what happened. In the beginning of the year, in the first, you know, 12 games, I don't know why it took until halftime of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game for these guys to, you know, I don't know what happened, but they said they were honest with each other. Like I don't know why it takes 12 games or 11 games or however many games it took. Hopefully we don't have to go through that next year. Hopefully they, they're real honest with each other and they, they you know, <laughs> do whatever they did this year at the beginning of, of next year. That would be great. Because there there were some games where I don't know I don't want to say they didn't take them seriously, but you know there were at least for the Jacksonville game it kind of looks like they didn't show up fully, and you can't have that in the NFL. And I know even though it only happens once a week for 17 weeks, I'm sure it's difficult in that physical of a game in that quick moving of a game to to keep that energy for that that long of a period of time. I get it, but that's what you're paid for. So hopefully we can, we, the Bills can continue that next week. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are 7-7. Seven and seven. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Just like the Buffalo Bills are fighting for a playoff spot, I don't think the Bills are going to lose this game. I, I'd be shocked if they did. But at the same time, I don't want them to just assume that they're going to win. You know, Matt Ryan is a very accomplished quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Matt Ryan will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. He's had a great career. They're obviously hitting some sort of a groove. Uh, Cordell Patterson is a very dangerous player. I'm not sure if he's a, a running back or a wide receiver or a kick returner. Or he just seems to do everything. He's having a great year. And, I, you know, I thought the Falcons would only win two or three games, but here they are at 7-7 seven at seven fighting for a playoff spot. So it's another time where the Bills need to be focused, take care of their business, and see what happens. And, and Josh Allen needs to... to show us this consistency, you know, be consistent in being at your ceiling every game. Also, different news coming down. We were going to be, I guess, well, the Bills were going to be without um, Gabe Davis, and Cole Beasley was probably going to come back. But the NFL has once again changed their COVID protocols. Quite frankly, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, even though they are following the CDC guidelines but it's fairly obvious the NFL just wants to get through this year as fast as possible, uh, you know. So basically now it's a five-day quarantine for anybody who is unvaccinated and test positive, um, which is, you know, that's what the CDC recommends. They're following those things. The only real thing that's a little shady, which I'm sure they had to, you know, I don't know if concede is the right right word to the players' union, but I guess since it was a negotiation, there's no other way to to describe it other than a concession. Uh, apparently, to come back off of the five-day quarantine, you don't need to test negative. You just have to have no symptoms. And of course, I think trusting athletes who desperately want to play in a game to, to be honest of whether or not they have symptoms is probably a bad idea. But... There's nothing that any of us can do about it. The NFL and the players union have uh, made their decision and that's the decision that, uh, you know, they've decided to live with. So uh, you can expect Gabe Davis to be back for the game. You can expect Cole Beasley to be back. I think he would have been back anyway. Um, You know, star is out with a personal issue. I'm not sure what that means. Obviously we don't know what that means. I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay. And I, I really harped on wanting him back because I really thought he would help the run defense. And I think he did when he was in there. However, I've got to say that Harrison Phillips has been playing absolutely uh very well. I'm gonna stay away from Fantastic. I'm gonna use absolutely very well in his absence. And I think that, you know, it will be the Bills will be fine without Star. I think Harrison Phillips has played him way. Played his way into a contract extension. Whereas uh, beginning of the year, I did not want them to re-sign Harrison Phillips, but now I believe he is deserving of that contract. He's been playing fantastic, and I don't know. Quite frankly, I think the one thing that the the defense is still lacking is finishing more of these pressures. I believe the Bills are top five in quarterback pressures if, if you add everything up, uh, hurries, pressures, hits, sacks, all that stuff. But let's be honest, I think we still need more from this defensive line in terms of getting after the quarterback. Hopefully that can happen on Sunday. I don't think the Falcons have the greatest offensive line ever. And like I said, I'm not going to predict a Buffalo Bills loss. I'm going to predict a Buffalo Bills loss. Win, uh, and I will give my prediction right now. I believe that the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Atlanta Falcons forty-one to ten. That is my prediction. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you, uh, for following the Built in Buffalo podcasting network. Please check out the YouTube channel. Check out Built in Buffalo on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Once again, you can check me out on Twitter at Charlie underscore Gross underscore. This is the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. And as always, Bill's Mafia, find a way to embrace your growth mindset and trust the process.